Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 129 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Ping Skills answers your table tennis questions. 129 is the sum of the first 10 prime numbers. And today, we discuss Matthias's cat and its super balance. We talk about the Croatian Open, Brock's new rival, whether boxers and his players have the best reflexes, whether it's good to have a table in your garage, what type of spin is on Fanzendong's reverse pendulum, and much, much more. I'm Jeff Plum, and with me, as always, is Super Coach Alois Rosario. Welcome, Alois. Uh, thank you, Jeff. And uh, yes, interesting show coming up, and Brock's back. I like it. He is. He's back in a big way. He's got a lot of questions for us. Uh, now, we're a little bit late, um, Alois. I was um, just fussing around a bit trying to get the results of the uh, Croatian Open into the Spinified uh, system, and they're all up there now. Take a look at spinified.com slash results, and you can see all the results from the Croatian Open. But if you don't want to look at the website, we're going to tell you a little bit about it. So, yeah, what happened at the Croatian Open, Alois? Yeah, so some interesting results. Um, our our favourite Mima Ito made it to the semi-final again, and uh, and she was actually up three-one in the semi-final against uh, Hyoju Choi from uh, Korea. So had a real chance uh, to make another final, but uh, Hyoju Choi um, ended up winning the semi and winning the final against Jiana uh, Shan. So four-one, pretty comfortably. Um, it, some interesting results early on, you know, a few upsets and things, but um, nothing really to write home about um, at the tournament. So uh, yeah, I, it was good. It was good who watching. Joy Joy seemed. To, oh, sorry, Alois. Um, who Joy Joy seemed to have a great tournament, winning the under twenty one girls singles as well. Yeah, beating uh, another Japanese girl in that final as well. So uh, yes, so. Young player coming up, and uh, yeah, obviously, I mean, you know, we, we talk young, but um, Mimi, those 14, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure how uh, how old Choi is. Uh, born in 98 on the 15th of April. Jeepers. So, so she's only, uh, what's that, 17, 17 years old. So, yep. yeah, amazing, isn't it? Really amazing that, uh, that the, the young players coming through. These days, so some some fun facts though um, from the women's singles and looking on Spinified that Mima Ito played four seven set matches and won three of them. Hugo Choi what played three seven setters and won three seven setters. Um, so yeah, that's that was the real difference. You know, um, Mima Ito was actually up three one and and uh, yeah, Choi won the seventh set in that one. So, yes, and the biggest losing scores, well, um, so Mima Ito um, was 77 and Hina Hayata was 73. So Hayata actually winning 73 points um, but uh, losing her match 4-3 to Mima Ito. There you go. That's as we as we always say. It's not who wins the most points in table tennis, but uh, you know who wins the most sets, and you know often who wins the most critical points. Yeah, and in the round in the round of sixteen, in the round of sixteen, Mima Ito 
Um, one four three again against uh, Nina Middleham, but won four less points. Still won the match. Mm, there you go. Very interesting. Yeah. All so, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And who ended up winning the men's? Yeah. So um, it was uh, the men's singles was Maharu Yoshimura, um, a right-handed, beautiful technique player uh, from Japan. But uh, Rui Wu Tan, who's actually now from Croatia, but uh, Rui Wu, nice left-hander. I was sort of going for him, you know. I like I like his style he's got he uses the punch serve a lot um yeah he uses the punch serve and then just gets in and uses his forehand really nice simple technique but uh yeah uh, but yeah couldn't quite uh, take the final there you go now i'm i'm having a little bit of questions up alloys um so can you see the questions from your side i can, I can indeed well the first time we we're going to have a bit of a discussion about Matthias's cat, Jeffrey. We certainly were. Um, you posted a little blog about Matthias's cat, and it's super balanced, didn't you? Yeah. So Matthias uh, Boos is a, a pig killer living in China. So um, unfortunately, I don't think you've been, been able to actually see the uh, the post because uh, not too much Facebook gets through to China. But um, but Matthias. Um, when we were talking about scary things, things that scared us the other day, he said this is what really scared him the first time he saw it. So if you haven't seen it yet, get on there and um, and have a look at the, the video of Matthias' cat. Like on the, on the railing of a balcony, I don't know how many stories high um, in China, and the things that that cat does, like just crazy cat. I... I mean, you may or may not know I'm not too good with heights and even just sitting here in, in the safety of my uh, my study and watching that cat, uh, my my fingers and, and, and uh, feet were tingling. Yeah, I was, I was a bit the same and I even showed my wife and she was like, what is that cat doing? Um, we'll put a link <laughs> in the show notes. Uh, check out the video. Well worth watching. Yes. Yes. And then... All right, um, so should we move on to... Yep. Yeah, so the last uh, Ping Skillers question of the day was, uh, will you get a chance to play table tennis this weekend? And that was before the weekend. And we did have a did have a couple of uh, responses. Well, not, not about that particularly, but um, Niranjan said that, yeah, usually he doesn't, play table tennis on the weekends and this weekend he had a nice rest but bad thing was he had a bit of fever so um so yes i got a chance to play a little bit of table tennis on the sunday um what about you jeff get any table tennis in i didn't play any myself but we did have some guests around and they did have a little bit of a little bit of a hit on the table so there was some table tennis played here which was good to see they didn't want to challenge you jeff um, no, not today. They often do, but well, not on the weekend, sorry, but they often do. But yeah, they just wanted to um, have a little game themselves. Okay. It's nice. Nice. Very good. And, um, and just, um, in response to the last show as well, while we're at it. So Dita, we were talking about, um, you know, the men and women and the comparative rankings of them. So Dita has said, 
there's still a big difference um, for, for reasons we're still trying to understand. He says that he believes it goes beyond physical strength. Um, but like Serena Williams in tennis would lose 6-0 or 6-1 against men in the top 50, uh, sorry, top 250 in the world. And I think in table tennis, and he said, yeah, even though power doesn't play such a role, but he thinks that I oh, was closer to the mark, Jeffrey. Um, he thinks that, uh, you know, maybe 350 um, or so, uh, that the top women will be ranked about 350 in the world. But, yeah, always an interesting debate. We need to need to find a way to set it up, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Let's set a match range because that's what um, Dita talked about. Uh, Serena Williams did actually play one of the men in the tennis and did lose and thought it, and it, she was surprised that she lost so badly in that, um, in, in that match that was set up. That was a number of years ago. Um, but, yeah, we had um, quite a range of responses um, about that, you know. Some people were saying 500 plus and some were saying, you know, 50 plus. So, you know, there was quite, quite a variation in opinion. So it, definitely an interesting topic. Yeah, it is. It'd be nice to set it up. Yes. And how are you going with the questions there? You got them up yet, Jeff? No, my, my internet's not working. All I've got is just a blank list of questions. It says questions and nothing there. Nothing. I've got them. I've got them all, Jeff. It's all right. So the, the ping skillers question of today is, do you practice with a robot? So it would be good for uh, for for our ping skills to get on there and just share your experiences if you have practiced with a robot and, and tell us whether you do practice with a robot or not. Um, it's interesting. You know, um, yeah, quite a few years ago, I was completely against them, but sort of coming around. It'd be interesting to, to hear what uh, what the ping skillers have to say about their whether or not they practice with a robot and whether they think that it's useful. Yes, indeed. So you can either go to our website, uh, pingskills.com, click on the blog link, find the show, leave a comment, or I've just asked the same question on our Facebook page. You can go to facebook.com slash pingskills and leave a comment on Facebook. All right. So um, Brock has got back on here, Jeffrey. Brock's back and he says... I have a new rival, another tall guy, but he's even bigger. He's about six foot eight and 350 pounds. Where do you find your friends, Brock? Um, 350 pounds. And he says that he can bench press 600 pounds, squat 900 pounds and deadlift 800 pounds. The trouble is that he's a great blocker, attacker and crazy agile, which is annoying. Help. <laughs> oh dear. This just sounds like a new improved version of the last one, Alois. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, you must hang around some good gyms, I reckon, Brock. Yeah, so, um, so Brock, again, tall person, think about, think about the variation, think about playing into the middle, think of, if he's a good blocker, think about variation of spin and speed. And, and you, you've found tactics to beat that type of player. So now if you can't beat this guy, it means that you just need to raise the level of what you're able to do. Still think the same things tactically, but raise the level. Be able to to be more consistent, get more spin, more variations. Yep. You'll get there. You'll get there, Brock. 
Exactly. It's all about practice. So, you know, keep working and keep getting better. Exactly. And um, and he's also, I don't, I don't know about this. Brock's gone berserk. He's got about four or five comments on him. Um, so he's, he's said, how old are you? I guess 35 and 52. Well, no, Jeff isn't quite 52 yet. And I, and you are correct. <laughs> I am 35. Well done. Oh, well, yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, I look pretty good for 52, don't I? <laughs> no, actually, unfortunately, he probably means me 52, and you're pretty close to the mark. 51 very shortly. And Jeff, how old are you? Um, the big 4-0, I'm 40. Yes, indeed. Yeah. That's me. 41. It's probably, 41. It's probably the hair alloys that makes you look a year older. <laughs> do, you think, do you think? Do you think I should just grow my flowing locks back, Jeff? Yeah, probably. Okay, might have to do. Yep. It. <laughs> All right. And and Brock's also um, said, "Who do you think's got the better reflexes, table tennis or boxers?" What do you think? Yeah, Jeff? I like this question, Alois, because we always talk about reflexes and table tennis. We've we've mentioned and in fact we've just got a premium video we released only a couple of weeks ago talking about this exact question about reflexes and not necessarily the people with the fastest reflexes are the quickest at returning the ball because it's not all about reflexes so it's more about your ability to watch what's happening and read the play so if you're tracking the ball closely picking up cues from your opponent you might be able to tell just a fraction of a second earlier where they're going to hit the ball, and that will buy you extra time, and you'll just always be in position. And people will go, "Wow, you've got super reflexes." It's just that you're able to read the play so well because you've practiced playing table tennis over and over. And I, I suspect, allies, I don't know a lot about boxing, that it's going to be similar, similar to table tennis in that regard. So when a boxer throws a punch, you'll probably pick up some cues and know that he's about to throw that punch just a fraction of a second earlier and be able to react to it. So, you know, this talk about reflexes, I don't know. And, yeah, yeah. I don't think um, it's all about the reflexes. Yeah, that's right. So Matthew Syed uh, has written a book called Bounce that both both Jeff and I have read. And in that he, t- he talks about an interesting point. So he talks about the fact that, you know, Matthew was a very, very good defender, um, you know, competitive at the top level in, in the world. And he said, you know, he could he could go and he could return a lot of, you know, the big loops and big fast top spins and, you know, the ball travelling at 150, 160 k's an hour um, from a really short distance. But he said he went and he tried to return Michael Stick's serve. So you might, some of you might remember Michael Stick. Um, one Wimbledon, um, a German, German player. Um, and he tried to return Michael Stick's serve, and he said he just had no chance at all. In fact, he wasn't even able to move in the right direction um, when Stick served. So he would have had more time than if he was um, facing a fast topspin from you know one of the top players in the world and trying to defend it. Uh, but the fact that he had never seen this serve before meant that it wasn't about reflexes, it was about 
being able to pick up the cues and be able to recognise um, little tells that were, that the um, that the server was giving him. Um, so yeah, as you said there, Jeff, um, not always about reflexes, is it? Yeah. So I guess you know if we had to answer Brock's question, it would say it depends on what sport they're playing. If you know the table tennis player went to play the boxer in a boxing match, he'd get smashed in no time, but if the boxer went to play against a table tennis player, he would have no chance at returning their serve. So um, I think that's the best way to answer the question. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So, yes, so, um, so interesting interesting question there, Brock. Thank you for that. And he's also got a couple more. We might just go through them quickly. So does deadlift and squat increase your balance? So any... Any leg strengthening um, will help you with your balance because strength is part of uh, being able to balance yourself. Um, and then what is your favourite sport in your free time when not doing table tennis? And for me, I suppose tennis. Um, I enjoy playing tennis. Um, yeah, what about you, Jeff? Oh, it's, uh, that's a hard one for me because I like all types of sport. Um, yeah, I like tennis, you know, like cricket, like basketball. Um, yeah, it's hard for me to pick one. I, I, any sport, you know, dart, playing darts, if you consider that a sport, oh, I like it all. Yeah, I suppose, I mean, I, I just love walking. So if you call that a sport, more a recreation, right? Yeah. So that's Yeah, fair. yeah. You know, some, some riding... I do a bit of running, but that's not my favourite. That's a bit yeah. of a chore. Yes. All right. So we might move on to some other questions now. And um, and Noel has um, asked us a question. I wanted to say, saying, um, I wanted to know if having a table, tennis table in my garage is all right. Now living in Texas, it gets to be um, 100 degrees to 120 degrees Fahrenheit in there. Is there a table that can take that stress or should I just put it inside the house, although a little tight? So, Wow, interesting question. Yeah, I mean, obviously having a table at home is great, but are there any tables, alloys, that sort of can withstand that heat? Yeah, tables don't tend to have too many problems with um, heat. I mean, it depends on the table, of course. Um, Most of the little bit better tables that, you know, have got, um, a top that's going to be 20 mils thick, you know, 19, 20, 20 mils thick, are going to um, uh, withstand that sort of heat. They're not going to buckle too much. I mean, if you get the really cheap table tennis tables with the basically the plywood on there, or sorry, the uh, yeah, the, the, the really thin um, tops, they might struggle in the heat and they'll bow and things. But um, if you get a decent sort of table, um, they'll be, fi- they'll be fi- fine in there. As to whether you will be fine in there, I'm not 100% sure because playing in 100 to 120 degree heat is probably not such a great idea. Now, we're in the old, well, not the old, we're in the new Celsius. <laughs> Did you call it new? We use Celsius here. So what's 120 Fahrenheit, Alice? I don't know. I think 100 is about 40 degrees Celsius or around there, I think. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, just Google it. 120 Fahrenheit in Celsius is 48 degrees. Yeah, that nothing. is really, really, really hot. 
Yeah, no, you shouldn't. Just shouldn't be playing in there. That's that's my tip. Don't play if it's forty-eight degrees that, in that yeah, shit. Yeah, hundred is. Yeah, hundred and twenty is too hot because <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, and hundred degrees Fahrenheit is thirty-seven degrees Celsius. So the table might be all right, but um, yeah, <laughs> that's that's getting pretty hot. Yeah, too hot, too hot. Don't do it. All right. And so Noel's also asked another question. So hello, Alloys and Jeff. Um, sorry, I just need to select it. I'm not very good at this selecting questions bit, Jeff, but I'll get there. <laughs> um, um, he says, I played twice this weekend. On Saturday, I played a couple of hours in the morning and an hour in the afternoon. Sunday, I went to this club for the first time. They were closing, but they let me play for an hour. Real nice guys. Excellent, Noel. Well done. So... Noel got his table tennis in this weekend. And it's nice when you go to a That's club, good. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great great work going to a club. Um, you know, as we always say here, that is the best thing you can do to improve your table tennis, join a club. You just opened up to so many new players, different styles, so many new competitions. It's really a great way, um, if you're serious about your table tennis, to get better. So, well done, Noel. And as you saw, they were closing, but they still let you play. A lot of clubs are friendly like that. So, yeah, if you're thinking about it and haven't been to a club, look up where the nearest one is and get down there as soon as you can. You'll love it. In, indeed, yeah. Good, good work. And so now on to a few of the other questions. So... Um, Gunesh has said, um, contacting the ball when it is at its highest position is difficult for me, but looping does not generate enough speed. I see some players bend to the level of the net to play such balls. So what should be the line of eyesight while top spinning? So, so here, Ganesh, I think, you know, one real key is to, you do need to get down nice and low. I mean, some people, you know, talk about trying to get your eyes down to the level of the net. I don't think it actually happens. You know, I reckon if you're about 30 centimetres above the net height or around that, I think you're doing starting to do really well. So think about just trying to get down as low as you can uh, and, and make sure that your legs are in a good position. If your legs are in a good balanced position, um, then you're able to move and get into position and um, and play some more um, attacking strokes. So, you know, so if, if the ball's up too high, just let the ball come down to you and, and play the ball from from that, you know, head height or shoulder height. But don't, yeah, try not to hit the ball from up too high there. So, uh, yeah, so thanks, Ganesh, um, for that question. And then... Um, Next question is from uh, Morgan. So Morgan's said, how do you increase concentration and minimise mistakes? Ooh, so, okay, Alois. Um, I'm, I'm, I lost you for a little bit there, but I'm back. So let me have a stab at this one and then you can tell me what you think. So uh, with a lot of things, I think... It's all about practice, and so I think improving concentration is a matter of trying to, you know, concentrate longer in practice at first. So, you know, really concentrating on the drills you're doing, and you know, seeing if you can improve at that. And the, you know, 
at first you might not be able to concentrate very long, but if you focus on that, you'll get better and better at it, and then that will help you in, you know, in your matches later on. What are your thoughts, Alice? Yeah, yeah I totally agree, Jeff. And this is this is one thing that I'm always on um, with, gr- especially with group training and uh, and training with with uh, with players is. The, your concentration and the level of concentration during your training session is so important. You know, like some people think that they can just go to training and and practice, and they can just you know do what you do what you like and practice. But then when they go out and match, they're going to really focus and concentrate hard. Um, it just doesn't happen. You can't just switch it on. You do have to practice, as Jeff said. You have to during your training session. You've got to practice focusing and and concentrating and we even talk about it um, during your warm-up for your for your training you know so you it, it's hard to just switch on um, you know once you start doing the drills you, your focus and your concentration has to start when you start your training session in your warm-up um, when you're going to the hall um, those sort of things as well so then the longer time you can keep that concentration and interest then it's going to be easy once you get to a match situation, to be able to maintain that concentration for a longer time. Yeah, so how important, Alice, would you say concentration is compared to learning the strokes? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I, I think, well, firstly, you have to have, to have the ability to play your strokes um, to reach a higher level. But... At the same time, you can't reach a high level without having good concentration and good focus, and during practice and during your matches. So, you know, you just you just have to have both things if you want to be a better player. You just have to have both things. You can't just have one or the other. Yeah, interesting. And I think concentration is one of those things that you need to learn any any sport or any you know um, maths or you know reading or I think it's. Such an important skill for a lot of things. So, you know, improving your concentration in your table tennis training and matches is going to help you in a lot of areas in life as well. So definitely a skill worth um, improving. Yeah, yeah, good point, Jeff. And uh, I think that's one of the benefits of playing sport, isn't it? Um, you know, you can improve those, those um, aspects of your, of your development. Yeah, good one. All right, so let's move on now to Tam's question. So Tam said, hi, Ping Skills. When Fanzin Dong serves his reverse serve, is it reverse side topspin or reverse side underspin? So, um, All right, well, I'm going to say, Alloys, that it really depends on what type of spin he wants to put on the ball. So Fanzin Dong's so good at this serve that he can come underneath it and get a bit of backspin or he can come slightly up on it and get a bit of top so it's pretty much always going to have some side spin because of the action but then just based on where he hits the ball in his swing he can vary between and it's this variation that moves so effective yeah absolutely and his reverse serve is so good so he's got an interesting action he sort of he sort of comes up to here and then from there, he either comes in um, and he does the, the normal pendulum sometimes, but he does the reverse most of the time. So for the, for the backspin, he comes 
down on the ball more. So he's coming down here this way. For the side spin, top spin, he's coming around that way and even sometimes over the top a little bit. So it just depends on the angle um, of his racket after he comes to this position here. So he, he comes into here and then that's when he changes to the backspin or the side spin, top spin um, serve. So, yeah, really effective serve. And he does the reverse quite a lot. In fact, it's his main serve. So he's obviously very good at it. And as Jeff said, he, there, there is variation. He, he puts whatever spin he wants on it. Um, and he's also got the ability to change it at the last minute. So, from, so he comes to here and then he does then he does whatever he wants from there. So, yeah, it's a really effective serve. Get, get on to um, uh, ITTV and, and catch some fans in Dong um, from the World Championships and you'll, you'll see that serve in action um, and you'll see what a great serve it is. And I know a lot of people struggle with the reverse serve. Get on there and just watch him for, you know, a match or two and you'll start to pick up some good images of uh, fans in Dong's reverse serve. He's got a beauty. Indeed. And, um, that's a good lead into um, the Pingles Premium Membership, Alloys. So um, if you're a regular viewer of this podcast and you're listening to it um, on your iTunes and you don't want to hear this little spiel, just hit the fast forward 15 seconds about the Premium Membership for 15 seconds. We've got a whole series on serving secrets where we do talk about lots of different serves, including the reverse pendulum serve. So we break down the serves and how to do them and how to practice them. So it's a really good course to improve your serve. And not only do we have courses on serving, in our premium membership we've got courses on returning serve, on training. We've got a 52-week training plan. There's lots of Ask the Coach responses to help you improve your table tennis. To get better, check out our Pingskills premium membership at pingskills.com. That's my spiel. Back to you and the questions, Alois. Well, Jeff, that's it for the questions. The questions are done. <laughs> there you go. I didn't know because I can't see the list. Technology. <laughs> Poor Jeff. He's all over the shop today because uh, I can't uh, see the questions. But, um, yeah, it, thanks, uh, thanks, Jeff. That was a good little spiel. But, but it is important if you do want to keep going with your, with your skills, you know, Look, look for ways and ways that you can you can find out more information about uh, about table tennis. Indeed. Well, thank you, everyone. I'm not sure whether we lost him. I think we might have lost him. So thanks, everyone, for watching. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow night uh, with another show. In, is that number 130? And while he's not here... Can I just tell you, like that stuff about those numbers? Is that annoying you guys? Can, can you put some? Can you put some comments on the show so that Jeff doesn't carry on with those numbers? We're up to one hundred and thirty. Who knows what one hundred and thirty is going to be? All right, thanks guys. Thanks a lot for watching, and we will see you all tomorrow. Thanks for watching. Bye. We will, and I'll tell you.